Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com here with Joe and Brian. It's Monday, May the 2nd, 2022 here with your live show. We're live seven days a week, 365 days a year. Um, so Joe Madden wouldn't kill a fly. Now her dog's going nuts. Um, so it's her, if you see the, her table shaking in there, her camera, it's not an earthquake. It's the fly that that ate Calgary. <laughs> Damn traffic. Well, you know, today the NHL playoffs begin. The NBA playoffs began yesterday. And uh, the dogs covering in both games um, in the NBA. Joe Madden nailed it exactly right. She said it would be a one-point game. It was a one-point game. I gave it out on the, on the spread. And, uh, man, I wish I would have just taken the minus 130. And I uh, would have been fine. And uh, Brian took the point, so he was a winner in that one. But, uh, you know, as always, um, it wasn't the Mets bullpen that got shellacked. It was the Phillies bullpen that got absolutely hammered. Alvarado, ouch. They show that first pitch, 100 miles an hour. It was like, then the next pitch, 100 miles an hour going the other way. <laughs> it was like, it was not pretty. Um, and the Mets, um, it was, you know, those baseball games, right? This is the thing about baseball, right? When when they score 10 runs without hitting a home run, it just always seems way more brutal, right? It just seems like this long, drawn out. And that's what, this is why people don't like baseball is because even when they're scoring runs, even the exciting part of the game, 10 runs without a home run is a lot of hitting, and a lot of walks. It is. Well, it wasn't a Scherzer type ball game, even for you know for him giving up three runs is or four runs. That's a ton for him. So right, like well, three bombs. You know, just, he challenged challenged Schwarber sure. twice and Bryce Harper once and lost all three. Um, and those were long home runs too. Um, but the thing is, is uh, you know, the thing is, is that man, they just uh, the Mets just picked, 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 picked on them. You know, it didn't really matter. Pavetta um, probably deserved better there, but he did leave himself in um, a tough spot there to end the game. But anyways, the beauty of baseball, it is just one game. And, you know, I, I'll take it. I needed it for my winning day. I was 2-2 two and two going in because the Warriors, Clay Thompson missing those two free throws. What was that all about? You know, I had it at two. At least if he hits one, I get a push. He missed them both. I thought he made one out of two at the end. No, he missed both. He missed both. They were up by one, and he missed both. Oh, that's right. That's right, because I was telling my father, I said, I just need him to miss one of these free throws. Yeah, he missed missed both. When Morant went to the cup, normally that's his, I mean, he... I don't know how he does it. He weaves his way in and amongst the trees and it lays the ball up. And I was surprised that he missed that shot at the end, but it was a great game. I like our commenters. I like Roberto, but he's definitely a little bit of a drama queen. It's like every time the team loses or something, he just freaks out. And maybe, uh, maybe betting might not be your thing, man. I like you. Seem like a reasonably nice guy, but man, it's like, Really, you got to shake the lose, let the losers slide right off you, man. That's part of betting. It's like because sometimes they come in bunches, and it's like you got to know that you know your strategy is going to work to the end. Sure as hell, not going to win every game, so you can't harp on those losers. Um, You know, I was three and two yesterday. I could have easily been five and zero. You know, with the same with the same picks that I had. Clay Thompson hits those two free throws. 
right? I'm four and one. It's like I had three games over the weekend where I laid the run line and the team won by one run. I had, you know, so I mean that, oh yeah, you know, this is all part of it. And it's like, I know a ton of other cappers, a ton of other people betted on money lining. You know, they all were, were winners on the same games. It makes it tough. It's kind of like in, um, when you don't shop your lines, um, you know, you have a game at, at seven or seven and a half and somebody else has it at six and a half. Um, and they win, you lose. We see it all season long. Brian's tremendous at shopping the lines. You know, that's, I, that's, I mean, it's what he does. He concentrates on it all the time. And the yes run first innings yesterday, once again, man, yes. Yes is the answer. No is, no, no is definitely, the nerfy is, is definitely the square bet, right? Yeah. It seems like that is the square bet. That is the house bet, is the nerfy. Um, it's it, the yes runs first thing. You get to these guys early, you know. That Giants um, Nationals, right? Again, Yurfi. <laughs> I don't even know if that's correct, but. Well, two for me, two and three for me yesterday. Just as far as the Grizzlies game goes and the Warriors, it'd be hard for me just to take. I know it's a win is a win, but laying minus one thirty on the money line is tough for me in a basketball game. I just, uh, I would have laid the points too if I would have been back in Golden State because I, I, I'd much rather get pay less juice. Than, I know it wasn't that much, but it wasn't that much. Minus one thirty. It wasn't that over. much. It was. It's like it wasn't that much, and it was. It was more just sloppy on my part. I, I I'll own it. You know, it was more sloppy on my part than anything really what it was but we got two other games today so we got a chance to uh, certainly bounce back here um we've got uh the heat taking on the 76ers this line moved from four and a half to seven and a half when Embiid was announced that he wasn't going to play the orbital fracture really bad timing you always want to beat um a team at their best and that really you know i i know that um you know, teams are like, oh, yeah, that'll make it easy for them or whatever. But I think as the, these guys, you know, they're so competitive. They want to beat them with Embiid. You know, it's like they don't they don't want the pass. You know, they want to earn it. And um, I think, you know, this Sixers team is maybe being a little bit underestimated here. But it is a miserable spot, you know, for them here in Miami. Brian, um, you love your dogs, and you know the heat certainly would and beat out. You know everything went heat, heat, heat. Even the people that don't like the heat. Um, but I don't know how they're going to answer because this guy is their answer. I mean, for me in this game, I don't have a premium on the side or total, so I can you know give it out here for free. I just, I, me personally, I've seen it happen not all season in every single game, but lots of times when a star player's out, other guys step up. And to me, I just think the Miami Heat win this game by six, five. I just think if you're getting seven, seven and a half with the Sixers, I think they can keep it competitive. Embiid's their man, but they've got other guys that can score the basket and. Uh, I've seen this too many times. Everybody's super confident in the Miami Heat. I'll just take a chance here at the Sixers and the points. Just a small bet. But, you know, the thing is, is that generally you like to look at the money movement. And what I see is that more money has come in this morning on the 76ers to kind of swing it so that, um, you yeah. know, that the, the money is definitely coming in on the Sixers side. But you're seeing the line go in the opposite direction. You know, so it's gone from seven and a half to eight in some spots now, even though the money is coming in on the Sixers, which is usually a really bad sign. 
Joe. But I just can't get in love with either side here. I just, if you had a gun to my head, I would take the well, the Sixers. Is part of that? Um, part of that though. Um, part of that though is that you know you have to admit it's part of it. You just hate the Heat because I like them. <laughs> that could be. <laughs> yeah. I love the Heat. So come on, but look, I fell in love get with the White Sox. Face. I'm I'm in love with the White Sox now. So. Uh, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't the wrong. Phillies or Philadelphia, the 76ers, win without Embiid back in March? Wasn't that 113-106 game without him? Oh, there's the fly. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Get attacked by this fly. I'll take a look. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure he was out in that game. But Jimmy Butler is playing. Oh, my God, stupid fly. Jimmy Butler is playing so well right now. It's going to be hard for them without him, I think, in this one. So I think Butler is going to dominate. Yep, Embiid was out in that game. So they've done it before. Yep. Not in a play. Absolutely. Not in a opening round playoff game on the on the road. Um, a little bit different, but. I think Ty- Tyrese Maxey's probably the. A key player in that. Well, there's a lot game. of props out there. And I think, you know, some of the props are interesting because a lot of these Sixer props, um, the percentages show that they're, you know, that they don't come in. But without Embiid, you know, there's a chance that some of these guys will have to step up. But um, yeah. I think one of the things that we saw from the Heat in the last round that has to be scaring some of the other teams is that um, Victor Oladipo is starting to contribute more and more. We saw this the last game of the season for um, for Old Depot when Jimmy Butler sat and you know they sat all the guys, they had clinched everything and Old Depot um, took over there and he had, I believe, I don't remember how many points he had in that thing, but having another star like that is never hurts, um, especially when it's a guy who they want to, they want him to play somewhat limited minutes because, uh, you know, he does have injury problems. So he's not going to be... It's kind of like how Bill Walton... So he had 40 in that last game of the season um, against the Magic. And then last time out with Jimmy with Jimmy Buckets out, they had... Um, he had 23 in that clincher um, against Atlanta when they beat the Hawks without Butler and Lowry. So um, they've won games without their star players too. And, you know, having Oladipo is a super big luxury because we, we've seen even in the bubble and in other, in other playoffs um, series, when the big guys go out, remember joke Joker last year when he got, um, he got ejected from the game, <laughs> the deciding game. It was like a coincidental. Yeah. yeah. It was a coincidental play. Like, you know, like one of those things, but like it qualifies under the rules for an ejection. It was like their best player in the second quarter is thrown out of the game. It's like, what do you do? You know, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's nice to have, um, it's nice to have, uh, a guy like old Depot. um, Come, to come off the bench who can score 40, you know, and when he's healthy is one of the top 10 players in the NBA, you know, it's kind of like when the Celtics got Bill Walton. It was, it's kind of like, it's a similar situation to when the Celtics in the eighties got Bill Walton and they had Robert Parrish was their starting center. 
So he, there was no pressure on him whatsoever. But when he got in, and it was limited minutes because he was banged up just like Old Depot. Very, very similar situation. And when he came in, though, it was, the, it was you know, it was, it was, you know, 12 minutes of vintage Bill Walton. You know, it was, uh, yeah. you know, Bill Walton, who also, you know, not just, you know, one of the better big men in the game, one of the best passing big men's, you know, big men in the history of the game. So, like, when him and Bird would, you know, try and show each other up with the passing, and it was, you know, amazing. The Celtic teams. But um yeah, this should be a good one. You have a yeah, any, absolutely should. any pick in this one, Joe, or you got a premium or what are you doing? I I do have a premium on the side, um, but I'm liking the under as well in this. I think defense rules in this game. It's gonna be the first team to hundred here. I think two oh eight is just too high. And then a the couple of props I am looking at though, um James Harden. I think we can see him go under his number. It's twenty five and a half for points today. He only played once against the Heat this season and he was held to fourteen points. I think they hold him again in this game tonight. I like the Heat first quarter and gave it out of my seven free picks in just five minutes. I switched the seven free picks in just five minutes to a recorded version. I just don't think that um, having doing it live, I don't have time to answer the questions and any and everything anyway. So it just makes it easier for me, and it's probably a better show without me getting frustrated, you know, with trolls or whatever the case may be. Just it's a cleaner show. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do them recorded from now on, and maybe I'll even try to do them the night before if I can. Just get them out there. Seven free picks. Takes me about five minutes. Go to game, second game here. And uh, this one is, uh, I think, a little bit more interesting than than the first game. Got Dallas against uh, the Suns. Dallas, definitely a transformation year for them. Definitely a step to the next level. They get rid of Porzingis. They get maybe even better. Porzingis was hurt a lot. They kind of banked on him a lot, and um, they got rid of him, and they became better over the course of the season. Dallas has become a, a lot better defensive team um, than we saw, and, uh, you know, a lot better defensive teams than we've seen from Dallas. And Dallas really hasn't been very good since the year they won the championship. That's been it was a long time ago at this point when they beat the Heat. But, um, yeah, I, I like the way the Mavs are playing, and I think we're starting to see some of these guys for the Mavericks, at least in the last series, come up, break onto the scene. Like we saw yesterday for the Grizzlies, right, that it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just John Morant anymore, you know. We saw a, a flurry of three-pointers, and it was like, everybody else was, hey, we're on this team too. It was crazy, right? It was like... Well, uh, Terry Poole of the Warriors, she was a real pain. But, he's, but Poole has had those numbers all season long. I mean, that's the whole thing, is like, if you look at the betting tools, which I do, and I beat it into the ground, of course, that um, if, you look, if you look at the betting tools, there's all, that points, rebounds, and assists on Poole is always one of the highest numbers on the board. Always. And it's, and it's always, he always hits like 80, 90, 100% on them too. It's like, it's, he's been that way all season. So there was not as big a surprise. For, um, for, for the uh, Grizzlies, Jackson was off the chain. He was six of nine from beyond the arc. And I'll tell you what, it seemed like he was 20 of 20. 
at one point, right, when they were just trading them back and forth. Man. He has an odd-looking shot, but it goes in. It goes, it, whatever it takes, you know, whatever it takes. But um, we look at this one, and, you know, the Mavs, like I said, have really stepped up the defense. The Suns have stepped up the defense. And while teams score on the Mavs, man, they sure make it tough to do so. Like, you look at the, at the numbers here, and, and while the Suns allow the second most points in the NBA, it's the Mavs are the third best in shooting percentage against, fifth best in defending beyond the arc. And, um, you know, these, these are actually, it's Dallas that get, is the second ranked defense, and Phoenix is ranked ninth. And uh, they both allow 34% from beyond the arc. They make it tough, you know? And, uh, Phoenix slightly better at the, at the free throws and hitting threes. I mean, they were the best team in the NBA this year. They had the best record. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to take number one capper Al Nino's favorite guy to go over 10 and a half assists. Chris Paul, I like that one. And then Jalen Brunson over 20 and a half uh, for the Mavericks as far as points go. So 19, and half, so. you, 19 and a half if you shop it. Oh, my fan deal had uh, 20 and a half. I'm going to have to go Bat check Rivers. the other books out. Bet Rivers, right. 19 and a half. Right, nice. right on the betting tools. All you got is click on it. Take it right there. Shoot, I almost spilled. I got excited there for a minute. Almost click spilled. on it. If you click on it from the betting tools, not only do you get it, you get a $250 deposit match. Thank oh, you. hell yeah. Yeah. So I think Brunson gets 24 tonight, so we'll see. I think he gets 22 and a half. That half point. <laughs> that, that, half, that half point. That half point there. Yes. We I'm know Nino's for this game. Nino's is rooting for Chris Paul tonight, I'm sure. His favorite yep. player. Yeah, I think this should be a good game. I'm going to ride the under. I think we've got a solid defensive game. Like uh, Mitch, you were saying, both defenses have really been playing solid, and I... I lean on the Suns. I don't have a premium in this one at all. I do lean on the Suns to come out and get the win and cover here. I just look at what they've done this season against the Dallas Mavericks. I know the Mavericks are playing better, but they have won. I think it was three games this season, all by more than those five, five and a half points by six. So I'll lean on the Suns here just to get a nice big win to open the series. I don't know if they take it, though. I think the Mavs have a solid chance to win this game outright. I've been riding them all season. Going to ride them again here. So it's my story. I'm sticking to it. Have Luca. We'll travel. This guy just seems to find a way. Suns seem to be playing their worst basketball this season, which, I mean, considering how hot they were and how good they have it, their worst is still better than most of the other team's best. But, um, you know, it is what it is. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a battle. It is Absolute gonna, battle. It is going to be a battle. Brian, what are you selling today? I got my Monday Monday night money shot three pack. It's my best NHL bet, my best NBA bet, my best Major League Baseball bet for $50 at PickDogs.com. Picks. Love these three plays today. Joe? Yeah, I have a three pack too, one in the... NHL, one in the NBA, and one in the MLB. So you guys head on over and grab it over at pickdogs.com. Or join the VIP premium. I'll be giving away one of those. I got to say, show. 
Joe has hit 12 straight premium plays. He's absolutely on fire. So you guys, this is the time to jump on a handicapper right when they're getting hot. So jump on Joe right now, please. I'm telling you. Pile on Joe. (laughs) Pile on. Oh man, these winning streaks stress me out. We're going to get it again today though. Go again. Let's do this. What do you got, Mitch? Um, I got a three-pack, just two Major League Baseball, one NBA. I, I really struggled with today's Major League Baseball card, at least when I put my picks in last night. I'll scan it again this morning. I don't have a lot of time in the mornings. Like, um, I'm gonna, I'm trying. I'm actually want to add a show in the morning, so I'm gonna try and figure this all out or another video. So I'm gonna record my seven free picks. Is gonna be recorded. I hear like a buzzing or something. There's like, I think it's your fan. Let Brian. me mute myself. I'll see if it's me. It's Brian. I was on mute, so I don't know. Nope. It's Joe. Yep, there. Nope. She's muted. It's not her. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's me. Maybe. Maybe whoever just muted. It, it is me. It is me. Weird. Well, now it's gone. All right. <laughs> No problem. Problem fixed. Anyways, uh, no, that, that fly. It probably is that fly. <laughs> that, that fly. Twice has tried to attack me. Damn fly. Yep. All right. Well, let's go to Major League Baseball. I know we don't cover NHL on this show, but I'm on Tampa Bay Lightning. Large and in charge. I'm taking them every single game against. I'm, I'm going to bet against the Maple Leafs every single game. Two hundred bucks, money line. Two hundred bucks puck line. Every single game. We'll see where I land. Seems to be a super safe bet. I know nothing about hockey, but it seems like four hundred dollars well spent. Yeah, the Maple Leafs always fail. This could be, be a the shocker year. if they pulled it off. I don't know. It'd be a I shocker like... if they pulled it off, especially for Toronto fans. But I could see the cup coming to Canada. And they definitely have a good crack at it. Yeah. Steven Matz against Zach Granke. And as the Cardinals take on the Royals, we got some makeup games here. Cardinals, Royals. White Sox, Angels, and the Marlins and the Diamondbacks, two, two of the hotter teams this past week, going at it. Um, Brian, any of these three beauties? Well, the good thing about only having one premium pick in baseball, it means I can just give out tons of free picks, and uh, it might be a sucker play, but I'm going to take the Kansas City Royals and Zach Greinke. It just seems too good to be true, getting plus money with a solid veteran pitcher against Steven Matz. It just doesn't make sense to me. I know the Royals are playing crappy baseball, but that's too much of a value for me to pass up. And then I'm going to take the Chicago White Sox again today with Dylan Cease. I think he's... He's right there, and maybe the second best starter for the White Sox, and uh, against Pablo Sandoval, who's had a great start to the year. I'm just, I'm going to lay the juice here with the White Sox, who've been awful. I think people will be humping up on the Angels too much today, and then we included the Arizona Diamondbacks, right? Marlins, two of my favorite teams going to add, two of my favorite pitchers, Pablo Lopez, absolutely spectacular. But I think the handicapper or the pitcher. 
although they're both <laughs> tremendous value. But in this spot, I'm going to take uh, Zach Gallen and the Arizona Diamondbacks plus money or just the lean. Uh, it's really a tough – it's one of those memes where you get uh, the button for each guy. You don't know who to press. I just – I think the values there are Gallen and the way Diamondbacks are playing. I'll take a crack at him. What's the over-under on my usage of the Pab- Pablo Lopez bit? It's over. Yeah. It's over. Way. Whatever number you set it at. Way <laughs> over. <laughs> it's, it's way over. How many times will we see Pablo Lopez as long as he stays healthy up this year? Um, <laughs> Take it over. Yes. In this one, um, I really think we have an under game. We look at Lopez and Gallon. They're both just playing so strong. Both these teams playing strong as well. I know the number of seven is so low, but I think this one stays under the total. Four and one in the last five meetings to that under. And uh, the Marlins coming in here. Four and one to the under in their last five overall. And the same in the first game of a series, trending nicely to that under. Five and one in their last six. So give me the under there. Give me the LA Angels to come out um, against the White Sox here. They've just been so strong overall, going 7-1 and one in their last eight. I think we have a lower scoring one in this one, too. A trend, it trends nicely to that under 15-22 and 22 in the last, or 15-7, and seven, sorry, in the last 22 meetings in Chicago. I think 7.5 is a bit high for these two pitchers. And then... I think we have a higher scoring one between the Kansas City Royals and St. Louis. I'm going to take the over seven in this. Both these pitchers have shown uh, a little bit of struggles. We have uh, Matt's coming in here with a 6.11 ERA. In the, he's only pitched 17.2 innings. So I could see both of them hitting off nicely against each other and going over the seven. This. That. <laughs> That's, that's a good one. Well, that's him. That, that's that is Pablo Lopez saying. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we, I guess I'll have to buy your package and find out. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. <laughs> yes, Pablo Lopez. That would be Pablo Lopez squared <laughs> times two. I like um, I like the Royals on the run line here against the Cardinals. All right, so now it's definitely not me because I just muted myself. Um, it's I'll mute myself until it's my turn. It's not you. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's definitely coming from one of you two because when I when I do this, it um, it goes down. All right. I like um, I like uh, the White Sox here against the Angels. The White Sox have been straight trash, and um, I've been betting against them. I even gave them out a premium on the Angels yesterday with Lorenzen against them. That's how bad things have gotten. But I think today's the day. I like I like teams that finish a game strong the day before. This is a this is one of the Mitch Mitch angles. Teams that finish the game strong the night before the day before, generally come out the next day and ride that momentum early again. They just continue to say like, oh, we just missed. Let's get them early. Let's get started earlier this time. And it's like, so I'm going to take the White Sox here against um, the Angels. And um, yeah, Lopez and Gallon, these are both my guys. I'm not touching this thing with a 10-foot pole. I don't like the under. 
I like the over slightly in that one. Six and a half is just not enough runs to play with when you have um, a bullpen like the Diamondbacks do. I think both of these guys um, are good, but they're not 0.0 Blutarski ERAs. I mean, Gallon's about a three um, career. Lopez is about the same. And then you get into the bullpen, you know, seeing eye single, you know, one get, you know, hanging curveball, and, you know, it's too it's too little to, to work with there for me. So not with these guys. It's not like it's Jacob deGrom against, you know, Bob Gibson or something, you know. It's Pablo Lopez and Zach Gallon. They're two good guys. I like them both. Two guys that if they weren't pitching against each other, I'd be betting on both of them more than likely. Um, we move to Baltimore where the Orioles are taking on the Twins. Orioles, um, you know, they're being the Orioles, 8-14 and 14 on the season. The Twinkies, 13-9, and nine, really got out of the gate strong yesterday against Tampa Bay. Just beat them to a pulp. That's what you call beating to a pulp. That's exactly what they did to them. You got the Toronto Blue Jays against the Yankees. I got an interesting angle on this, on this one, and uh, or a diff- probably a different take than what a lot of people see. And then the Mets and the Braves, this is another interesting one, um, I think, as well, with Bassett taking on Freed. Freed, a notoriously slow starter to the season. And Bassett got off to the really hot start. Then he got touched up, and then last time kind of followed up with a really nice start. So be interesting to see how he comes out of it um, for this one. But um, once again, another one of these... Uh, Another one of these ones that, boy, you, you'd think the White Sox wish they would have hung on to him. 16th round draft choice uh, by the White Sox, Chris Bassett. Maybe that's why they hit him in the head last year. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to do a slide. Orioles have been hurting me from time to time here. They might hurt me today, but I'm going to lean towards them because I don't really think that Chris Paddock should be laying Minus 150 or so, that seems kind of high. Wells has been pretty bad for the Orioles, but I think they got a chance. I think the better bet of the grouping is probably Toronto Blue Jays paying no juice at home. I'm not a big stripling fan, but I think this is a circle series for the Blue Jays and one that they need to win. Yankees probably have all the hot team humpers all over them today. I'm going to take Toronto at home. Joe? Yeah, I think this uh, Yankees-Toronto game is going to be one of the hardest on the board to call here between these two teams both teams do well against um the pitchers that are up we look at the jays so strong against left-handed starters and the yankees so strong against right-handed starters i think we have a battle i'm I've got a premium on this, so I'm going to stay off that. But I'm looking at uh, the New York Mets to come out, get a win over the Braves here. I think we've got a lower scoring one. I wish we could, I got this at seven. It's now down to six and a half. But I think Max Fried will come out nice and strong for the Braves as well. And Chris Bassett, um, we know he's strong. So give me the under six and a half. I think we've got a three to two game in this one with the Mets. Maybe, possibly. I really hope pulling off the win here. I think if this was a college football game, this Yankees Blue Jays, I think that um, I think people would be talking about um, they they wouldn't because it's the Yankees they would get the Notre Dame treatment anyway, and I think that's what they're getting in the press here as well. But I think when you look at 
at this, the Yankees. And yeah, they've won nine games in a row. Congratulations. And they, they, these teams played already earlier this season. The Blue Jays whipped their ass in the Yankees team. They won two or three. But the Manoa game was epic. The two wins that Toronto had against them, the Yankees couldn't even get a bat on the ball. So the Yankees played Boston uh, to start the season and the Blue Jays to start the season. And they were, um, they were about 500 you know, at that time. And since then, okay, so this Yankees great run, okay, here's the schedule, okay, three at Baltimore, three at Detroit, three at home against the Guardians, three at home against the Orioles, three on the road at Kansas City, okay, so that's basically the bulk of this run has been Six games against the Orioles, three against the Tigers, three against the Guardians, and three at Kansas City. When you look at um, when you look at the other side of this equation, right, and you look at the Jays, who you know, I'm I'm no I'm no you know I'm I'm no fan of either of these teams, right? I mean, fake money, all that other stuff, chocolate. The chocolate's so much better than ours. <laughs> How do you eat that stuff? Anyways, they beat the Rangers in the opening series. Then they played the Yankees. They split um, at the stadium, actually, in that series. Um, Then they beat Oakland. Then they played the Red Sox, the Astros, the Red Sox, and the Astros have been their last 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 games in a row against the Red Sox or the Astros. Who is a tougher competition? How are we comparing the Royals, the Orioles, and the Tigers as much as we like to bet on the Tigers because, you know, we can make money there. And as much as we like to bet on the Orioles because we can make money there. And, you know, the Royals, eh, if there's a spot, we might even bet on them too. But how could you even compare playing the Red Sox and the Astros for 13 consecutive games to playing, you know, the Astros playoff team, Red Sox playoff team, right? To playing the Royals, the Orioles, two series, and the Detroit Tigers. Brian, I mean, you play those teams all the time. So, I mean, you tell me. I mean, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It gives it makes a better case for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, you're getting a great price for a team that's played harder competition there at home in a circle series. So I think Toronto's a strong play. One, four, and two, two, six, and two, six, and three, seven, and three, seven, and four, eight, and four, nine, and four in those 13 games against the Red Sox and Astros for Toronto. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. You can't compare them. I just did. I just did. <laughs> I just did. You did it. It happened. Right on this show. Not only yeah. can I, I did. <laughs> but I will say this about those two things. Apples and oranges. I mean, you look at the Astros and the Red Sox playing those teams. I mean basically playoff teams, you know, for, for two weeks. And then the other guys playing the Orioles and, uh, you know, I don't know. But if it's, you know, it's the Yankees. So it's like the Yankees have won nine in a row. Ah, you know, so what if it was, you know, the worst teams in baseball? 
you look at the Major League Baseball draft and it's like, well, those are the teams that have been drafted on top. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I like to report the fly is dead. Oh, I think so. Bruce is saying I misconstrued the comment. Oh, he's saying you can't compare, meaning like he agreed with me. I don't know. Generally, Bruce agrees with me. So we'll just take it that he does. Whether he does or doesn't, we'll take it that he does. <laughs> Morning, Bruce. <laughs> I don't see that comment. So it must be on a different sports chat. Platform. Could be on the sports chat okay. channel. <laughs> Could be on the sports chat. Yeah, the, that noise is definitely coming from one of you two because when I slide this, it goes away. And this is your line. Okay, then I will just I'll mute myself till it's my turn to talk. And when I start I don't know if it's I think it's I think it's Brian. I think sit here. I sit here on mute when I'm not talking. So really, now who's muted now? Who did that? Who just muted and unmuted? I'm I muted and now I'm I I, wait. It's a mute now. (laughs) I'm muting now. It's you. Confirmed. That's weird. Yes. You know how it is here at Pick Dogs. We don't win as a team, lose as a team. If something goes wrong, we point fingers, we assign blame, and we move on. Yeah, absolutely how it works. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I am a name caller. We know that. You're a name caller. <laughs> Look here. <laughs> then, I, then I throw in another name. Usually at that point, <laughs> right? Wow, we're actually getting some good viewership now on Sports Shot. Paying awesome. Hi to everyone over at Sports Chat. I should be paying more attention to this. Wow. Not tons, but it's pick, definitely picking up over there. All right. Good to see. Good to see. Anyways, that's all I have to say about the Yankees and the... Uh, Yankees and the Blue Jays. The other two games in that slot. Um, Max Fried is a notoriously slow starter. But um, I don't know. Bassett's not. And so are the Braves. So, but I don't, I don't know. I think that's a good one to not bet. If anything, I guess you got to take the Mets on the cheap here at minus 115. But they did play last night. And... Um, I don't know. Chris Paddock looks to just be a different guy than the guy that we've been losing all that money on or winning all the money betting against. Anyways, Rastro's up against the Mariners and the Oakland A's or Athletics, however you, whatever one, floats your boat. <laughs> Which one floats your boat, Mitch? I always say A's. But I know athletics is what a lot of people call them. Those people know nothing about nothing. <laughs> Brian, what do you call them? I'm going to go here with the Oakland Athletics just because you like the A's. Athletics. We're starting Monday off like this. Hey, guys. It's Monday. <laughs> I'll take the opposite. <laughs> Just to be difficult. It would be difficult today. That's always awesome. Anyways, Astros up against Seattle. Seattle, um, this is an interesting one, too. 
The interesting thing here is that Marco Gonzalez pitched against Houston already this season and just absolutely tamed him. Four hits, one run over uh, seven innings. Just crushed him. That's the only good outing he's had. <laughs> I mean, other than that, he's been just blistered. And then, um, oh, this is the best. This is the best of the betting tools for today. This is my favorite one on all the, the streaks page, which you guys know I love my streaks page over at the betting tools. I'm going to show you guys this one. Joe, did you see this one? I know Joe, I reads, Joe reads the streaks. All right, I'm going to share my screen. I'm not even going to say what it is. This way, everyone will have to watch. <laughs> All right, on your marks, get set. We're a couple minutes, couple seconds behind here, hmm? watching on YouTube. So oh, I'm well. waiting. I'm excited to see it. Can't wait to see it. Oh, wow. That is quite the trend there. There it is. Great one, Mitch. Pretty good trend there for the betting 18 tools. 18 in a row. Yeah, Joe, we weren't going to mention it, but since you did, it's okay. There you saw it. The Oakland A's have covered 18 in a row on the run line versus the Tampa Bay Rays as home underdogs. Wow. Brian will say, well, that streak's made to be broken. He'll ride it to 27. <laughs> <laughs> He'll, ride. He'll ride that thing to 27. What point do you guys get on and off streaks? Like, if, you, if you're if you on a streak, do you keep riding it until it goes, or do you get off before it falls off? I get off that one when, when I see it on Twitter. Okay. I get off them when I see them on Twitter. That's when I get off them. When I hear people talking about things like that, when I see an ESPN story about it, um, when I, anything like that, then it's time to go. And, um, the time to get on it is Brian is usually fairly good about that. He's usually, if anything, way a little early, but he's usually pretty close. He has the right idea. It's kind of like when it's possible, they're going to run. He always is like when it's possible, they're going to run the ESPN story. Been wrong about the Cincinnati Reds though. Oh, dead wrong. <laughs> Maybe I'll tweet this out before anyone else can. There you go. Do it right here while I'm doing the show. Create a Twitter thing, a little meme as they call them. Yeah, I'll, do, I'll give it the full Monty treatment here. Awesome. Yeah, why not? But uh, I thought that was an interesting, really interesting trend. And also that Gonzalez resent, revenge factor. What do you think about these, Brian? Oh, Trying to crack that A's uh, trend? I think the betting tools stole my pick today because I had the Oakland A's plus one and a half. I think it's a one-run game. It's a long plane flight, isn't it, from Tampa Bay to Oakland. And uh, Dalton Jeffries on the mound for Oakland. Uh, A's haven't done too well lately. Losers, I think, are three straight. Rays just got their butts kicked yesterday. I think it's a one-run game, so I'm, uh, I'm going to take the run line with the Oakland Athletics. Joe? Yeah, I am... Um... The only game I'm liking in these two is probably the Seattle and Houston game. And I know these two teams trend so nicely to the over, but I think we've got a lower scoring one under this eight and a half. We have Seattle traveling last night from Miami, Houston traveling from Toronto. I think these teams are going to be tired, and I think we're going to not see the bats um, and the balls flying tonight. So give me the under eight and a half. 
Look out for flying balls. <laughs> what about you, Mitch? Well, you like Oakland? I like Oakland on the run line. Like I said, I like a good revenge match for um, in uh, the other one. You know, I think Gonzalez really made Houston look bad. Also, my favorite angle about that game is that... Um, My favorite angle about the um, the Houston um, game against the Mariners, besides the Mariners being super super square, is that um, Jose Altuve is back for the Astros tonight, and he's kind of is that straw that serves the drink for them. He is kind of that guy, and it's like he's been out and he's been missed, and you know, while he's the guy that you know he's the guy that if if he's on. Your team, you love him. If he's not on your team, you hate him. He's Ulf Samuelson, right? That's who he is. That's what my um my my hockey friends in Boston when I when I lived in Boston in New York. That's the way they that's the way they always described Ulf Samuelson. Like when Ulf Samuelson got traded to the Rangers, hey, what's up with this Ulf Samuelson? He's the type of guy that if he's on your team, you love him. But if he's on someone other's team, you hate his guts. And it's like I right these are those guys. You know, so um, it's not like, you know, Derek Jeter where you just, everybody loves him, right? You know, it's, anyways, um, but that's my take there on that game. Any, uh, well, we're through the schedule. Anything else? Yeah, I got a parlay here. Oakland A's plus one and a half. Uh, then I parlayed that up with the Toronto Blue Jays and the 76ers plus seven and a half. Sorry, I was muted and now my dog is going to start barking. So maybe I should do a dog parlay here. Um, I'm going to take, but I'm not. I've got apologies. Mitch, do you want to go first and I'll make my dog quiet? Sure. I'm going to go with the um, A's on the run line on spite alone. I'm going to take the the, um, the A's on the run line. I like the um, over in the Marlins uh, Diamondbacks. And I'll go with the uh, White Sox. Oh, and, and, and um, <laughs> Tampa. Actually, we'll change it up. Tampa Bay Lightning money line, A's run line, and the White Sox. I love that one. Tam- we can even go, may- nah, we're, we'll stop there. <laughs> I'm going to do a three-team under parlay in each of these games. I'm going to take the Astros and a Seattle under. I'm going to take the Mets and the Braves under. And the LA Angels and the Chicago White Sox under the total. All right. Is that it? That's it for me. So I wish everyone a fantastic day. Make sure they head on over to Twitter and Instagram and follow our accounts over there as well. You're missing out if you don't, guys.
All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. We appreciate all of you. We'll try and fix this buzzing for tomorrow. And uh, of course, we'll try and act more professional tomorrow. Let's make it a winning day. Be sure to check out our premium picks over at the website. It's where you get our best bets every day. And then if you want to criticize us or whatever, well, well, that's a good, that's the place to do it. Not with our free picks. The free picks we just give out every day. We can give out as many free picks as we do. I mean, you saw we went through the entire card. It doesn't mean we love those games. It means that we like them. You know, that's our opinion on them. But if you're looking for the ones we like the best, the ones I'm betting today for sure are my premiums. So check those out. And of course, I'm going to try and act more professional tomorrow. Of course, if you're if buying, you know, premium picks at those prices isn't, isn't, you know, for you. We have our YouTube premium, which is $50 a month. You get one pick from each of us every day, or you get, or you can get our VIP, which is a hundred dollars a month. It's actually less than that. You get a free consensus report, which is actually $50 a month anyway from our website. And then on top of that, you get two picks a day from each of us on the VIP show. One of them is one of the same premium picks that we're selling at the site. And then on top of that, you also get the premium show too. So you get nine picks a day plus the consensus report. It's 270 picks a month plus the consensus report for less than a hundred bucks. We can't do any better than that. Um, That is Brian's idea. Anyways, this is this is the type of ideas that Brian. Did. This is it's like my my emotion. my ideas my ideas. It's like you know Ron's rundown. Brian's idea. How about two hundred and seventy picks for less than a hundred bucks, and we'll throw yeah, in a free consensus report. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. Poverty is fun. Aloha. <laughs> Have a great day.